This one I like because it's it's recent and relatable. Okay. This person says, we were having sex during the quarantine period, and he <laughs> stopped to say, man, what a year. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Wow. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Catch, Catch and, and release. release. And if you're listening to us on Spotify... Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. Subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you hear something that we're talking about that you're like, man, I really, oh, they missed this one thing, or I want to talk more about blank, you can email romcomrewind at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Instagram or TikTok at romcomrewind. Uh, Kaylee said, hi there, I'm currently listening to your Legally Blonde episode and wanted to reach out to let y'all know that Cutco is still around and still actively seeking out people in their early <laughs> slash mid-20s to sell their knives. Of I've, course they are. She says, I've been reached out to by them for a remote job opportunity twice in two years. No way. Oh, my God. They almost got Kaylee. They almost got <laughs> Devin as well. We, uh, wow. So you guys are survivors. Before we dive into this movie, I just want to complain to the pod a little bit. About our girl Sarah sitting across from me. Oh God, what did I do? Who spoiled? Oh God, House of the Dragon. I didn't mean to. Game of Thrones prequel series. As of the recording of this episode two just dropped, but Sarah, in all of her wisdom, found this Instagram post that was like the the family tree that from I like, thought was really cool. So fascinating from da- Daenerys Targaryen to now. Like, like to, to the show, to Daenerys Targaryen. Who has kids in this show from whom is extremely important to the plot, especially only two episodes in? Well, I'm sorry. You did read the books. Like, this is all information that oh they my. already had from the books. So, it's like, like, it's not new, Devin. Yeah, it's this mentioned on new. the... Okay, there's like three novels that are 500 pages each. Yeah. And it might be one sentence. You should remember them. I have in front of me <laughs> The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han. I'm trying to read it before we watch the, or before I watch the series. <laughs> Sarah, it's, it's, so to all the boys I've loved before, the author of that yeah. has a new novel. I went ahead and read the last page. Okay. Okay. You spoil a Game of Thrones for me. You're I'm going to spoil. spoil for me right now. <laughs> so here's what happens. Cam. Okay. I, Cam has not been introduced yet, but okay. Whoa. This is characters you don't even know yet. Correct. Cam falls in love with Conrad. Okay. And then, um, wow. what's her name? Belly. Belly. Yeah, she goes off with Jeremiah. That's how it ends. Wow. Oh, that's a lie. I Oh. No, the last page is so... <laughs> I was like, really? Vague. I have no idea what happened. But I did go ahead and watch the last page thinking I could ruin that for you. You watched it? I read the last you read page. read it. Catch and Release is a 2006 romantic comedy directed by Susanna Grant. This is the story of Gray Wheeler, played by Jennifer Garner. When we meet Gray, it is the day of her wedding, except Gray is not getting married to her fiancé, uh, Grady, on this day. Today is now the day of his funeral. Now, they don't really explain what happened, except that shortly before the wedding, we can assume Grady suddenly passed away, and we're left with Gray trying to pick up the pieces. Yeah, he was on his bachelor trip. 
Oh, that's Fishing. right. Yes. Uh, she's comforted by Grady's friend, Sam, played by Kevin Smith, as well his friend and business partner, Dennis, played by Sam Yeager, and Fritz, Grady's old friend who now lives in California. Fritz is played by the beautiful Timothy Oliphant. As we learn more of Grady and his sudden passing, Gray kind of begins to unravel a mystery around his life that she didn't know about. Stories of large investment accounts, people being paid out money, all the while Fritz being a little too involved and also not immediately returning to California, which we find suspicious. We've yet to find out the reason. That is your lead-in for Catch and Release. What are your thoughts? Did you share title on anything? Car, house. No, I'm in a rental, which I can't afford by myself. Don't slow down! We could totally use a blender. What are you doing? You should be more comfortable in bed. The only way she'd be more comfortable is you shot her with a trick gun. Oh this was totally your fault. Where's the paperwork for this big account? What big account? I bet you he was just waiting to spring it on you. We said for richer or for poorer. We're the former! Um, so I don't actually, I thought I had seen this movie, but I don't think I actually had. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was different than the movies that we've done more recently. Um, so it was like a nice change of pace. The movie brought to it things that weren't typical of a rom-com. Yeah. Um, you know, it was about friends healing each other and... Um, like through gr- like you know of their grief and and through friendship and and growing and whatnot and um, I, I enjoyed it I liked it yeah I, I think this movie is definitely unique I mean it is kind of like P.S. I love you but but there are a few movies that grief is like the primary driving factor right. in the movie there's only you know a handful of them that you can think of and this is one yeah. of them so it is yeah. it's not something that's totally unheard of but it's certainly not traditional, um, which makes it feel fresh. It's a movie that I think took some big swings, not to give away a big plot piece, but we can chat about it when we get there. The eventual love interest here for Grey, there are a million ways that the story does not hit. Yeah. Like, they could have really effed this up. Um, It could have felt disingenuous. It could have even felt creepy, but thank God you ended up with some great acting performances, yes. I think, from the two main leads. Agreed. That that pulled it all together. Like, I found myself questioning during the movie, and maybe if you've watched this, you felt the same way. I, I had a few moments where I'm like, hold up, is this wildly inappropriate? Is this just kind of weird? And then by the end of it, I landed on like, nah, uh, it's good. I actually like the way this ended up, but I had to ask myself the question. Yeah, I, like it got close. I agree, and I and I think there's some other parts of this movie that I was kind of like, oh, like why did they have to push this so hard? Like why did they have to like beat this kind of thing? And it, it just it it didn't necessarily hit for me. Mm. Um, and I mean, we'll talk about them later on, but it didn't um, hit like like certain elements, certain of elements of it. Yeah. I was like, why did you have to push this like so hard in the movie? Okay. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll go through it. I think you know, think of it, Age of Adeline, where like. This lady is dating the son of the dude she dated 40 years ago. And (laughs) I'm like, that feels weird. And you can't convince me that it's not weird. This one was almost that, but it's the opposite. I'm like, this might be weird. And then I decided it wasn't. Well, close to the line, though. Yeah, it it was close to the line. I think it would have been different had she dated somebody else instead. You know what? Let's just put our hands on the table. If she uh, 
if she dated Dennis, exactly. I would have been like, that's Bingo. no, no, yeah. not him. Yeah. Fritz, though. Because he was sure. too obsessed with her. And Fritz. You know what? Okay. Yeah. We're, we're spoiling this. We're assuming if you got this far into the pod, you've watched the movie. Uh, Fritz, that love interest was a lot more. The easiest way I could describe it is it felt like home. It felt like they were meant to Aww, be together, but they felt cute. like. Yeah, it, it felt like home. It's that adorable. Makes... Yeah. I agree. Like, I think that they were very well matched, and I think they had chemistry, like, just, you know, as actors. Before I forget, I also have, a like, I also have been wondering if the river that they were on, like, in those scenes that they have the river, yeah, um, where they go fly fishing, I'm wondering if anyone can tell me if it's the same location, because this was in BC. They, they filmed uh, this movie in um, BC, Canada as well as um Boulder Colorado Boulder right? Colorado but I'm wondering if it's the same river that they film Virgin River on <laughs> anyway that's that's what I want to know I might google it later is it the same location as Riverdale as well because they they shoot that in Vancouver also well I don't know if it's I don't, the same river I don't know if there are rivers in Riverdale but like it's half the name <laughs> I so I assumed well there would be some kind of no not really no <laughs> anyway <laughs> half the name it's true <laughs> let's dive in so we meet gray like i said on the day of her it was supposed to be her wedding mm-hmm. it's actually grady's funeral and we're we see her looking out the window grieving obviously and she's watching a florist come in with the boutonnieres so we get the impression quickly this was supposed to be the wedding day some vendors clearly did not get the memo it's now Grady's funeral. Yeah, and and it kind of opens like the next scene with one of Grady's best friends having sex in the bathroom while Gray has decided to take a moment for herself in a bathroom and goes and hides in the bathtub while he, this is all happening. Yeah, this is where we meet Fritz. Uh, the, the opening scene of her at the funeral is kind of fascinating because it's a lot of her like inner monologue yeah. speaking to Grady as if he's still there. Yeah, She's, writing a letter. Yeah, like, why would you leave me with these? You know I hate people. And then she hides off in a bathroom. Fritz ends up um, <laughs> banging one of the servers, yeah. which is a sharp contrast. Everybody else is sad that Grady's dead. Gray is obviously grieving. She's taking it very hard. And this guy is got a hard on for the server. He's banging the yeah. server in the bathroom. I mean, to to Grady's, de- I mean, sorry, not to Grady, to Fritz's defense, we all grieve in different ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And after the sex with the server, he does have this moment where he's looking into the mirror and you can tell he's like, yeah, that you know what? A lot of guys have had that moment. Where you, you know, you hook up with some chick and you're like, what was that? And oftentimes oh you look God. in the mirror and it's the, what was that? Really? Moment. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, is it one of those things where you've thought with your package and not with your brain? Sure. Maybe? Maybe you had a few too many beverages. Maybe, you know what? There's always the like, I don't actually like this person. Wow. That's just something. You don't even like the person? Wow. Guys have a very low bar. If you hit on us, we'll probably, yeah, sure. And then like midway through, you're like, I could be playing video games right now. I could still be at the bar with my friends. This is not more enjoyable than that. I don't know why I said yes to any of this. Oh my God. That's rough. I'm just being real. No kidding. Are you ever? One thing that happens while Fritz and the server are doing it is she says over and over, she's like, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? What is that? And it's awkward like, because Gray <laughs> is in the washroom. She's hidden in, yeah. like, the, the shower. Yeah. 
<laughs> so she is what you just said. She's like, what is that? Like, what is happening? What a what a weird thing to say. Yep. That's exactly yeah. what I want to talk about, what Sarah. Weird... Weirdest things to say during sex. Okay. So I have for you a list that people have submitted of, um, not to us, but just submitted in general, somewhere else, okay. of uh, <laughs> weird things that have happened during sex. Oh my God. So I'm going to just rapid fire go through them. Love it. Okay. One person says, he called me his majestic little chicken. <laughs> I never did find out why. Okay, a majestic little chicken. I'm sorry, chickens are like, aren't they loud? Like, I don't want to, no. They're also disproportionate to what humans are, right? Like, Yeah, what, do you they're have, also prehistoric. Do you have... <laughs> Sarah's just coming out with like history facts now. Like, <laughs> well, you like, know what else about chicken? Great, great source of protein. <laughs> oh, that's, they're a great source of protein. <laughs> I'm sure that's what that guy meant when he's like, you're a majestic little chicken. You know why? Because like, you're prehistoric. Why a chicken? <laughs> well, he didn't give an answer as to why he called her that. Oh, uh, You know what, Sarah? You'll love this one. <laughs> During my freshman year, my boyfriend and I were getting down when he suggested we role play. Okay. As Vladimir Lenin and Anastasia. What? He then <laughs> oh my He then God. proceeded to recite biograph biographical facts about no. Vladimir Lenin in the worst Russian accent no. I've ever heard. Oh my God! Viewed this the ninety seconds of my life. Oh my God! Okay, like that would be a very weird ninety seconds of your life for yeah. sure. Ninety <laughs> seconds, actually, that's really funny. <laughs> But like, who is... We know how long it was. Was he trying to like combine sex with like, did he have to cram for an exam? So he's like, all right, let's do it. You know, I feel like I'd like to think so, but I doubt it. I uh, feel like you really wanted to role play that. That's weird. That's but like weird. with the facts. Yeah, that's weird. Like he studied those facts just for that role Imagine session. having sex. Imagine that. Being like, I know who we want to be. We want to be these people and then going and finding or already knowing these weird facts about these people. Imagine having sex with somebody and no. he's just like rhyming off like Vladimir Lenin, born no. St. Petersburg, 1901. No. Like what the no, f and, is happening? No. And what is happening with this? I'm trying like, the accent. Okay. We're trying. <laughs> I think it wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I dated a guy who was very full of himself and nicknamed his own penis. Mm. Why did you knowingly? Mm. No, just because like there's just guys who nickname their their. Have you been with a guy who nicknamed his dick? Potentially, she's I looking up remember. in the air. No, I can't reminiscing remember. Probably, but it was. It's not like it's it's an it's a weird thing. So anyway, continue. <laughs> he nicknamed his own penis "Son of God." Oh God, God. He used this nickname as a setup so during sex he could say, "Are you ready for the second <laughs> coming?" No. Of the Son of God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's so That's actually really funny. Oh my god, that's so bad. Um this one I like because it's it's recent and relatable. Okay. This person says we were having sex during the quarantine period and he stopped <laughs> to say, Man, what a year. <laughs> what? I know. Wow. Was he part of the old part of the year or the new part of the year for this guy? Like, you know what? I think after like, <laughs> once we got to 2021, we're like, it's been a year of a pandemic, guys. I mean, it definitely was. Like, it was a long few years. And this guy used sex as his moment to be like, wow, it's wow. been a year. <laughs> like, it's almost like he came to that like epiphany while he was having sex with this right. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a guy asked if he could cut me just a little so he could lick my blood. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> wow. Is this like some Megan Fox like machine gun? I, I literally have wow. written down that man was machine gun Kelly. Oh my God. You're killing my jokes, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry. Same page though. Same page. Good call. <laughs> uh, my husband and I, oh, Sarah will love this. My husband and I were getting hot and heavy and he stopped to ask, how much credit card debt do you have? Oh my God. <laughs> like what interesting things to pop into people's heads. Mm. Like, I feel like this probably happens more often than not where like things that like you want to talk to your significant other about or just like randomly come into yeah. your head. Well, like, so, oh yeah, shit, yeah. I just remembered. <laughs> and the last one I have here, one guy thought it was sexy to recite his own poetry to me during sex. Oh no. My God, this would be my absolute nightmare. This is why I bring it up. Oh. Uh, they say it was exceptionally bad poetry too, but he was so in love with himself that he saw, thought it was he was Shakespeare reincarnate. No. Oh my God, that would be like my own nightmare. So Sarah 100%. hates being performed to. Like yeah. if you have an acoustic guitar, don't play a song to <laughs> or for Sarah. She hates it. Don't hire just, a mariachi band I just don't know to what serenade to do. anybody. Yeah, Sarah's like Will Ferrell in that one movie. Like, what do I do with my hands? Yes, a hundred musical moments. Yes, actually, like I think, yeah, like I think the poetry would be along the same lines. Like if someone recited their their poetry to me, I don't know what I would do. So Gray finds out that um, Grady had uh, one million dollars, but since they weren't married, she gets nothing. So afterwards, she goes to Grady's house and finds Fritz in Grady's bed. Um, he tells her that he's going to stick around for a while, but that he will sleep in a different spot. Gray also finds out that he has been, that, that Grady was transferring $3,000 every month to someone. She doesn't know who. Like, what would you do if you found all of this out after, like, your significant other passed away? Like, the million dollars, he was rich. She had no idea. The $3,000 transferring to someone every month, like, who was it? And on top of that, she can't afford rent at her own place anymore. So she moves in with Grady's two best friends, Sam and Dennis. Like, it's just, there's so much. Like, she handles it so well. How deep does the rabbit hole go? Yeah, exactly. It's wild. So then someone calls Grady's phone. And so, of course, Gray answers, because um, I'm guessing she's still charging it. She misses it, though, but she listens to the message, and it's a woman asking for the money. So, I mean, I think that connects the dots of where the $3,000 is going. She decides to call the number, and a woman picks up the phone. I think she then hangs up. So she goes out, and I think at this point she realizes, you know, Grady was probably cheating on me or something like that. Why would he be transferring the $3,000? Like, doesn't really know the story behind it. So she goes to a bar to get drunk. And while Fritz is walking by, he sees Gray drunk in a bar, and uh, he takes her home. And around this time, you can kind of start to tell that Dennis, the other one of the roommates, is trying very hard to like do things for Gray, get close to Gray. And you're kind of like, hmm, like feels a little weird. I feel like you're in love with her by doing her laundry and other things for her around the house. So Gray decides that she needs a change and paints her new room blue. Um, And she asks the guy at the store, at the paint store, where the area code is from, from the call from the woman. And uh, she finds out that it's that the phone call is from L.A. So she confronts Fritz. Fritz is from California, L.A., yeah. And asks if he knows her and which he seems to. And she says, how long has this woman been in Grady's life? To which Fritz says she's not. Turns out... That this woman is the mother of Grady's child. Grady has a kid 
Fritz says that it was a one-time thing before he met her and the kid is seven or eight. We find out a little bit later that, in fact, the child is barely four and that it all happened while Grady was, in fact, dating Gray, which is super shitty. Lots going on here. And it's funny because Sam and Dennis, through parts of the movie, they argue about who was Grady, was the better friend to Mm. Grady, who was Grady's best friend. Right. And at one point, Sam is like, there are things that Grady told me that he would never tell you. He says that to Dennis. And then we we learn that like the biggest secret that Dennis, that Grady has, Fritz knows the answer to that secret. Yeah, and the is secret true. is he's got a kid in L.A. Yeah, so, um, and then on top of all of this, Gray meets with her was going to be mother-in-law. And uh, the mother-in-law gives Gray a beautiful emerald ring and she says she wants her to have something to remember them by now that Gray won't be in their family. She does this so that Gray will give the mother-in-law back the engagement ring that Grady gave to Gray because it's been in their family for six generations. That's a massive insult. Gray gives back the emerald ring and keeps her engagement ring and just like pieces out. She's like, I can't believe, you know, you do this. Goodbye. We find out who this woman is. Her name is Maureen. She shows up. She shows up with her son and wants to talk to somebody. Um, And Gray, of course, not wanting to talk to her, pretends that she's the cleaning lady so she doesn't have to talk to them. Um, Asks if her son, again, is a a small eight-year-old and she tells her, no, he's four in October, which means, you know, she got pregnant while Grady was with Gray. Gray rushes over to see Fritz and yells at him. Basically saying, like, you know, she showed up. Why is she here? Um, you know, she wants money. And then they start making out. Yeah. <laughs> so so there is a little bit of preamble here that, like, they've been spending time together. Yes. Fritz and, uh, and Gray have. But, yeah, it did feel a little out of nowhere that, like, she slaps him once. Yeah. She tries to slap him again. He grabs the arm. It's all very, like, weirdly cliche. sexual tension. And cliche. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, they kiss, which I, that was the first time where I'm like, well, that's weird. That, yeah. that, that feels definitively weird. And then I think it gets less and less weird, but the first one definitely felt for sure weird. Yeah. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, he does, Fritz does let Gray know that it was during their relationship and that it wasn't a one-time thing and that every single time Grady went to go see Fritz, they, Maureen and him would see each other when he was out in LA. So like, this was a relationship. It wasn't just, you know, yeah. and, and we do find out that they didn't know about each other. Like Maureen also didn't know about Gray. Um, I mean, again, doesn't make it any better by any means, but they didn't know about each other. Um, so Gray goes to see her mother-in-law and um, basically says, like, Grady had a son and she does not, the mother-in-law does not believe her, you know, and the boy will get everything in the absence of a will because Grady didn't have a will. So the mother-in-law blames Gray, saying that any happy man wouldn't go to L.A. to screw somebody and that the boy won't get a cent until it's proven that he's his son. He- the mother-in-law sucks. She's she the worst. We hate her. Yeah, like I, like I mean, I think I think she's doing due diligence, but it's the way she goes about doing it, right? Like she blames Gray for him. No, 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 not her? that point. Not not Yo. that. No, no, no. That that the little boy, like absence of a will, the money, and all that stuff, wouldn't go to him unless it's proven that he's the sure. son. Oh yeah, you got that prove makes it. sense. But no, the piece blaming Gray—that's totally absurd and 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 asking for the engagement rude. ring. Back? Oh yeah, no, 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 mm. completely out of line. Both How of those. How dare things. you? Hundred percent, Ellen. Yeah. 
So Fritz does try to do good um, <laughs> by giving a check to Maureen for $20,000. But Maureen ends up ripping it up saying like she she's not here for charity. She's not doing this for the money. She didn't even know he was rich. Um, which, I mean, kind of goes into Maureen's character about like how she really wasn't looking for a handout. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you were taking $3,000 a month. Yeah. So, and also you came here after you knew he passed away. So like, Looking for money. Yeah. Or but like, looking, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't care that he's right? rich. Like, I don't care about the money. It's so weird. And then so, so Gray does tell the roommates because Maureen is at their house. And Gray says, like, can you... Like, she needs to go away. Like, I don't want her in my life. Like, tell her to leave. When she when I get back, she needs to be gone. Well, she showed up at the house, and they let her inside the yes, house. Yes, which... and this whole thing is just weird to me, because then Sam calls calls Maureen back to the house to hang out again. And, like, I don't understand why they're trying to make them be friends. Like, that is not a necessary thing. They don't need to be friends. I think the guys are more like, that's Grady's kid, but I still. think so, yes. So Maureen makes them dinner and, you know, it's very healthy. and It's very zen. It's very zen. Like during this dinner, Gray does start to kind of blurt out that, you know, she steals library books, that Grady never, you know, knew about her. That's one thing that, and, you know, she can put her whole hand in her mouth and he didn't know that about her. And she loves natural disasters and wants people to die in them. And, um, you know, that she made out with a girl once and that she thinks, you know, catch and release fishermen are heartless weenies. That night, um, Gray crawls into bed with Fritz and they <laughs> sleep together. Um, and they do the next day go to the river. And this is the river that I don't know if it's Virgin River River or not. So this is my best scene, actually. Oh, okay. The the field trip to to the river. Yeah, they do this fly. Um, I love this this f- scene, too. Yeah, fly fishing trip. It's kind of like it's, it's a number of scenes, but the setting mm-hmm. is all in the river. I just, like, I think this movie need a little bit of a shot in the arm. You know what? I think every film gets to a point where you're like, okay, what exactly is happening here? Like, yeah, yeah. Gray and Fritz are having sex. Maureen is hanging around. Uh, yeah, why is Maureen still there? Maddie is Grady's child. Like, what's what's occurring here? And then it's like, it's like a little field trip for your yeah, for your best it friends. It's like, it's like a character of a... Uh, you know, characters in a sitcom and they like go to Atlantic City for an episode, you know? It's it was kinda like funny and random and I was still like, but why is Maureen still here? But it just changed things up and it also gave us a little bit of clarity on one of the characters. Oh, Dennis. Yes, Dennis. So everybody goes to this fly fishing trip. It's a little river and Sam goes off with Maddie and Maureen because he's gonna teach Maddie how to fish and Gray doesn't like fishing, so she goes off to read a book on a stump. Yep. Fritz wants it's in to, a tube. He wants pictures. to take photos, so he takes photos in a tube, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I thought that was. And funny. Dennis is actually fishing, but he seeks out Gray. I'll tell you, for the past six years, I've been telling myself the same thing. It's okay. He's a better man. And it turns out that's just bullshit. And look at what he did to you, Gray. He had hands down the best girl in the world, and he goes, if I had you, if you were mine, there was no way. Ah, there's no way. Yeah. He basically expresses his love to her. Yes. Meanwhile, like, she she just started banging Fritz, which is kind of like, not full on, but like she, yeah, she's like, she also just buried her fiance. To have two out of the three best friends 
basically show interest, I'll say that, in the widow of your best friend, it's a lot. Here's, you know what I just noticed, and this is what makes it not creepy, is that Dennis sought out Grey, and he was very obvious about his advances. But if you remember... Yes, yeah, she does. Gray kisses Fritz. Yeah, yeah. Gray crawls into bed yes, with Fritz. Yes, twice. Yeah. She, it's always her initiating, which I think makes it better. Well, makes it, yeah, better on Fritz's it end. Does. Anyway, he's For just sure. receiving the love, and he's reciprocating. Receiving the love. <laughs> Can we do the trial of Grady's friends? Sure. We have Judge Sarah here. I don't oh know if you know, a local celebrity, Judge Sarah. Local celebrity. She, uh, she'll have a TV show one day. Oh my God, Judge Sarah. So okay. Sarah is one of the most just people oh, we know. Oh, good God. She's like Ned Stark in Game of Thrones, oh, if I can bring God. up another, you know, Hand to the king. There is, yes, exactly. Because you will do what is right because it is right. Oh now God. tell me, Sarah, mm-hmm. we have three of Grady's friends, all of which have a fatal flaw. And I want to know your ruling on them. Okay. First one. Is Fritz guilty for keeping the knowledge of a child from Gray? I think he should have probably been a little bit more pushy to Grady to tell Gray. But while he was at the alive. End, yes. At the end of the movie, Gray does say to Maureen, there was one time that he did ask me or tell me that he wanted to tell me something. And and Gray said, I asked him if it would make me happy or if it would make me sad. And he said, like, you know, whatever. And she said, then I don't want to know. So yeah, she it was thinks a at that day. point, yeah, yeah, she thinks at that point that's when he was going to tell her. I think after he passed, I think Fritz should have kind of absolutely been more upfront about it. Okay, so Fritz is guilty. Of not telling her that he had a kid after. Like it was yeah. just the wrong decision? I mean, like, it's oh, it's so hard because it's not his secret to tell, but at the same it's time, like... It's not his secret like, to tell. Also, Grady's now passed away. Yeah. Well, when so, he was, though. Inconclusive or inconclusive. guilty? Wow, inconclusive ruling. I don't know. Is Sam oh. justified in wanting to keep Maureen uh, around for the sake of Maddie? No, because, like, I don't... Because who's getting to know the <laughs> child? The best friends? Like, what's the... like? Good question. What I don't know. There... No, Maureen's I don't... just around. I don't know why she's Maureen... a yogi. I Sarah? don't know why she was still there. Okay, I don't understand. Is Dennis guilty? Oh God, for at this point revealing his love for Gray. No, or, or is he guilty for keeping it a secret the whole time until now? No, I don't think it's, he's guilty for keeping a secret. I and I don't think he's guilty for taking a shot. It's just wow. shitty timing for him. However. He is my honorable mention. Dennis, the only innocent party here. Dennis is my honorable mention because they did him dirty in this movie. I know all of five things about him. He <laughs> loves Gray. He can fly fish. He owns the business. He owned the business with Grady. Yep. He can iron clothes. Right. And he goes on a date with a girl named Persephone. Persephone. He's like a, a female love interest in a Dane Cook movie. We know nothing about him. Yeah, we literally know nothing about him. And like they did him dirty in this movie. We know nothing about you, Jessica Simpson from Employee of the Month. We know <laughs> oh nothing. Oh my God, we literally do. <laughs> Jessica Alba. <laughs> Except that she's obsessed with penguins. Yeah. 
only things we know. So Maureen does have to bring Maddie, her son, to get a DNA test and Sam goes with her. And so we kind of can see like there's something kind of brewing there. And I think that's why Sam wants to keep Maureen around, which, again, is (laughs) so weird. weird. (laughs) Once again, the only thing that saves that from being creepy is that Kevin Smith is such a wholesome character and there's nothing sexual about him that you're like, maybe he's just like (laughs) being really nice. I mean, I really like his voice. Oh, yeah. okay, I like his voice, too. I do. I, I could listen to his voice. He just seems like such a sweet man. He Not does. only in this movie, in all movies, he feels like a very sweet guy. In, in Clerks? Yeah. Yeah? He doesn't... Which is the one that he doesn't talk much? Oh, I can't remember. Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, oh yeah. And then they're in Clerks. Yeah, he like never talks in yeah. any of those movies. Yeah. Still, sweet soul. <laughs> you can just tell. There's a vibe he gives off. There's a vibe. Okay. I like it. So Dennis comes home that evening with a date with with the woman Persephone. Persephone. He tries um, to find wine. That's why I mentioned it. Oh, I thought you were going to say he tries to find love, which he is trying to do because he's trying too. to get over Gray. Um, grabs the wine and she grabs a notepad that that says that oh she's called not smart not funny maybe she'll blow you, which is really funny but really shitty of his roommate. I was going to say Sam, you know Sam wrote that. A hundred percent. He's good penmanship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then at the Silver Saddle Motel, the same night, Maureen gets home with Sam after, you know, the DNA test and and the day out, whatever. And she gives him what she calls a massage. Oh, it's just a mess. She calls herself a massage therapist. She is not a massage therapist. To be honest, I'm not really 100% sure in, in what Grady saw in her. He... I mean, we can be real here. Really? Because, he like, saw a good time. He saw an attractive <sighs> idiot, and he's like, sweet, that's easy. I guess so, which is just unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess. God. <laughs> Men are simple? I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, around this part, I think actually when he goes over to the Silver Saddle Motel with Maureen, Sam is wearing, did you notice this? He's wearing a bowling shirt. Okay. On the bowling shirt, team name, it reads the Teabaggers. The Teabaggers. Friggin' love it. And I think that opens a door for (laughs) us for most inappropriate team names. I love it. You've been involved in. And also, I've got a list. I Googled like inappropriate team names. Love it. Because it is very common. It is. It is. I mean, there's so much fun, right? Like, like, like rec leagues. I was going to say beer league, yeah. slow pitch, mixed baseball. Like nobody f- cares if yeah, you call yourselves. Fun. For example, I was on a team called the Master Batters. Okay. <laughs> and I have to say that took me so long to get. Oh my God. Really? It did. You and sweet thing. I know. You even had a, you even have a sweatshirt with it on it. And like there is like a, an innuendo picture of it. And I still didn't get it. Oh, it's literally a baseball bat. With two baseballs. Well, no, no, hold on. The okay. baseball bat is straight, yeah. like an erect something, mm-hmm. and then there are two baseballs beside it yes. with hands holding, cupping, yep. one might say, those baseballs. I still didn't get it. <sighs> I had no idea. You wore it for like a year, and you had to then explain it to me. I love that sweater. You just can't wear it everywhere. You know no, what I you mean? definitely like... can't. <laughs> we... It's actually a really well-made sweater. I find it really funny. I pick and choose the moments I wear it, Obviously. Though. A little bit inappropriate. Um, <laughs> I was on a, a flag football team um, called Touch My TDs. Oh. Yeah. That's good. That's actually on my list. Is it? So I've got show me your TDs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Along those lines, right? Along those lines. Okay. Here, here, uh, I found this amazing list. So 
Um, balls deep. That's oh, yeah. I guess okay. that's all right. Um, oh, for anything aquatic related, you can call yourselves the 1912 Titanic swim team. Oh my God, that's so bad. It's <laughs> really bad, right? That's awful. <laughs> like a water polo team. Oh, no. and... <laughs> uh, ball slappers. Okay. Lane lappers. Ooh. Lane lappers. Oh, scared hitless, classic puns. Oh, this is more <laughs> for like a football team. Okay. Uh, Giselle on me. Oh my god! <laughs> like Giselle Bundchen. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Wife of Tom Brady. Got it. Giselle on me. That's brutal. <laughs> oh, this is for bowling. Oh, this is really bad. Sarah might not get it actually. Balls in the split, pins in the gutter. Balls in the split. I think split gutter. is like a vagina thing. Yes, I got it. Cut gutter is also a, pins are like penis in the anyway. Uh, oh, a bunch of volleyball team names: Beavis and Bumphead. That's funny. All about that ace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Donald Bump. <laughs> duck or bleed. <laughs> New kids on the block. You don't even need to change it. It just is what it is. And then they've got, you can tell that volleyball kind of falls into certain like easy things. Here are all the served ones. Okay. Served hot. Serves of steel. Serves up, dudes. Serves you right. <laughs> Serve Ivers. <laughs> So, okay, that one's funny. I like that one. <laughs> and then they've also got a bunch of ball ones. Okay. Ball bangers, ball busters, ball control, ball whispers, balls in your face, balls out. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, Fritz goes to get coffee and Gray wakes up and goes to the kitchen and starts talking to Dennis. <sighs> yeah, this is rough. He says to her, as Dennis says, you you could have just told me that you were in love with somebody else. Yeah, he finds, he notices that they've been holding hands and stuff. And, and she says, I'm not. She says that it's it's nothing, less than nothing. And he says, oh, okay. And Fritz overhears. Well, it's a small house and Fritz had been coming back from getting coffee. So he kind of hangs out in the doorway and he hears this exchange. So Gray thinks it's nothing. We get the impression that Fritz is maybe a... Uh, troubled romantically he's never been able to commit to somebody and maybe wow gray could be the one maybe yeah and i, I and think she also, does him dirty i think gray also doesn't want to admit that she is moving on so soon from grady yeah. i mean i think in her mind she's conflicted with like am i moving on with fritz is this something more i didn't even know the man who i was going to marry i think she's just trying to go through everything grieve on one hand grieve to figure out who the person who she was going to marry was with all these secrets that he had Maureen's in the house and won't leave with this kid who could be her still pissed about Maureen eh? I just don't get it like I just don't get it like I mean her character brings a lot of life to this movie and it's funny but I just don't get in real life why you'd be hanging out (laughs) like don't understand. Oh, man. I don't get it. Anyway, Fritz comes and, and she says, oh, I'm just wearing my wedding dress because I didn't get to do it. And it's a girl thing. And then she sees that he has all these bags packed. And she says, where are you going? And he says, oh, I'm heading out. I just wanted to say goodbye. And she says, why Why are you leaving? And he does he says, reveal to her he heard what she said. He says nothing, less than nothing, right? That's so tough. Because we were really falling in love with oh, Fritz yes. and Gray. They they really make sense. And at one point, one of them says, like, it makes sense that I can be myself with you because Grady was that one person for me. So, like, the, I don't know. It, it does still make it a little bit weird, but it is kind of, like I said off the top, like, this relationship feels very homey. It feels like 
like going back to the cottage. You know, it's kind of, and that, that's kind of a theme for the whole movie. It's set in Colorado. It feels very, you know, everybody's got their fishing hats on, they're fly fishing. It feels very rustic and not yeah. traditional, but just like comfort. Comforting. Right? Exactly, comfort. Sarah. Mm-hmm. It's what I've been trying to say for the last 60 <laughs> seconds. Summed up. Okay, so then we find out we're just in, in like a Maury show world. Um, <laughs> yeah. The kid is not his. The kid was never Grady's. And just so happens she now remembers who the guy was. And just I think it's just because she's really bad at math. And she's still there. Like, she still sticks around. Yeah, she doesn't leave right away. And here's here's an interesting thing, though, is that Gray realizes that Grady, without a paternity test and without any of these assurances, he was just giving her money. Yes. Probably because he saw that Maureen, let's be real, is a beautiful idiot. She can't really provide for this kid the same way that he would be able to, and that's why he's been paying the money. So Gray goes up to the mother-in-law, Ellen, and kind of says that. Like, listen, Grady just wanted to give her money because you can offer her a better life. So either, here's the deal, you want this engagement ring that's been a family heirloom i'm either gonna sell it and give her the money from it or you're gonna give her the money that grady was giving her right and and she does gray, gray does convince the mother-in-law to to give the, the the child the money and um and she shows up at the celebration of life or the funeral later on and and gives maureen the check yeah um and then and then we have all these other things happening dennis is moving out finding his own place um Gray, you know, Gray does try to give the ring back and and the mother-in-law says no. Um, Maureen moves in with Sam. She's never leaving. Yeah. She's now in Sam's life. And Gray is moving out as well. And she's heading to L.A. to see Fritz. She doesn't call him ahead of time. She just knows where he he lives. And that's where she is going. She goes to, she finds his house. She walks in. Yep, and she finds him throwing uh, on the beach, throwing the ball for his dog, and she walks right up to him, and they kiss, and then he oh, says, what took you so long? The smile when he sees her, Sarah? I know. Oh, my God, oh my it's God. heartwarming. I loved that, and I loved the line when he said, what took you so long? Yes. So, like, that is comfort. Yes. That is. That is exactly what it is. It was yeah. just comfort. It yeah. was some chicken noodle soup beside the fire, you know. Even it's your chicken noodle soup. It's, it's like it's it's spider dogs on the campfire. Spider dogs. Do you you like spider dogs? I do like That's spider exa- dogs. That's comforting. Hot dogs. Yes, but Sarah loves hot dogs. <laughs> it's kind of inexplicable it's sometimes. Like... That's what saved the weirdness in that relationship for me is just how comforting they seemed with each other and the chemistry I thought it did shine through. Yes, oh, I think they had great chemistry. It made it not weird. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So this movie, like we talked about off the top, there have been other romances like it, but not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So I want to do the all-time be sad for an entire movie (laughs) list. Okay. Actors and actresses who starred in movies, mostly romances, where the premise is like, listen, your love interest dies in the first 20 minutes mm-hmm. and now you just got to be sad and depressed for, for like the entire movie or just for like even parts no for for a large swath of the movie mm. you need to be depressed okay or I... just unhappy or okay. mopey or sad in some way here are your nominees right. as i see them hillary swank and ps i love you good god yes that's gotta be a t- that's that's a first ballot hall of fame i mean that's like gotta be number one Catherine Elise, Jennifer Garner in this. Yeah, she's not super mopey, though. She's fairly mopey. She's coming around, though. But yeah, 
She's kind of mopey. Okay. Anne Hathaway, Love and Other Drugs. Okay. Also, like, not totally, mo- but just like, you know, yeah. it's a sad situation. Yeah. Same with Mandy Moore in A Walk to Remember. Oh, my God. That is like a beyond tearjerker. Yeah. Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. Oh. He's not sad for the whole thing, but there's just this air Tear of... Tear my heart out and yes. smush it. Yes. There's that yes. air to the movie. <laughs> God. Um, Dear John, I'm not familiar with it. You could either do Amy Seyfried or Channing Tatum, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Like, I saw it when it first came out, and then I haven't seen it since. Time Traveler's Wife, Rachel McAdams. Okay. Uh, 500 Days of Summer, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Jersey Girl, Ben Affleck. He is just a mopey mess in 500 Days of Summer. And Ben Affleck in Jersey Girl, he is, like, mopey for the first probably half an hour of that movie. So, yes, I get it. Hillary Swank and P.S. I love you. Like, oh, that's she, be she, like that's top, a runway favorite. hundred percent. And it's also like, listen, she's number one, not because she did it, but because she did it so well. So well. Oh and, my and God. You had, and you had this like trail of love. Like he literally left a trail of love for her. Yeah. And it's, that is heartbreaking. That and the notebook, man, it gets me. God. At the end, when Harry Connick Jr. is reading the last letter, I'm almost going to tear up. Oh my God, you are tearing up. And he up. talks about like, y- you moved me. Holly oh and it's god. oh god it gets me every time so number one hillary swank for yeah, sure for sure is notebook. Jennifer, notebook okay number two mm-hmm. let's say walk to remember mandy moore i think oh is yes probably up yes there. oh my god yeah break my heart and then is jennifer garner like does she squeeze into the top five i guess yeah i, I, I haven't I, seen the time traveler's wife so i don't know and i haven't seen dear john in a really long time time traveler's wife isn't mopey all the time it's okay. just once again a, a strange and sometimes sad situation but i yeah i wouldn't put her in the and I in feel, the top five and i feel like we're missing some so like if you guys remember any like message us and let us know well like just like heaven with reese witherspoon she's not really mopey no. but like technically she's, like, she's way too chipper for a dead person right <laughs> Like True. way she too is chipper. dead, but she is chipper about it, I yeah. guess. She's so like, yeah, no, she's way very too much chipper. like a type A dead person. Good God, yes, yeah. like personality type A. See, I don't yes. think that makes the cut. No, agreed. Okay, just because she did, she's chipper. Yeah, yeah. If you have any additions to that list, uh, let us know. Are we on to quick facts? We are. Timothy Oliphant used his actual mother's maiden name in the movie Gideon. Gideon. Kevin Smith was cast as Sam after Susanna Grant saw him in his Q&A DVD, An Evening with Kevin Smith, in 2002. Kevin Smith was allowed to pick his own wardrobe for the film. Because of that, most of the clothes he wears in the movie bear the trademark number 37. Although this is not a Kevin Smith film, almost all of Kevin Smith's trademark elements can be found in it. There's the sh joke, he says fancy schmancy, the number 37, reference to the comics, and superheroes and references to Star Wars. I don't think he was acting that much. I think that's very close to who Kevin Smith is (laughs) as a human being. Which is sweet because he's just a very nice, warm guy who's kind of nerdy and dorky. Yeah, totally. Love it. (laughs) Jennifer Gardner was pregnant while filming this movie. Jennifer Gardner did not actually enjoy being around Kevin Smith in real life, even though Smith and Gardner's then-husband, Ben Affleck, were very good friends. Gardner apparently thought his humor was too dirty and childish. This may have contributed to Smith and Ben Affleck becoming less social over time. They didn't work together for more than a decade after Clerks 2 in 2006, but made amends in 2019 after Gardner and Affleck split in 2015 and divorced in 2018. Jason Lee was offered the part of Sam, but turned it down to provide the voice of Syndrome in The Incredibles in 2004. The role was subsequently offered to Kevin Smith. 
Grady, as featured in photographs, is played by Chris Henriksen, the husband of director Susanna Grant. Kevin Smith and Jennifer Garner also starred in Daredevil in 2003. This is the second movie with Jennifer Garner and a character she calls Maddie. The first film uh, was 13 Going on 30 in 2004 with Mark Ruffalo, who plays her best friend, Maddie. Honorable mentions. I did my honorable mention as Dennis. I So this ties into my what should have been as well. Timothy Oliphant's. Yeah. Well, I've got two what should have beens, and I'm just going to use the second one kind of as my honorable mention on him. So let's dive into what should have beens. Okay. So I like that Gray ended up with Fritz. It seems like that they should have been together all along. It was weird. So I've mentioned this. We chatted about it already. And so this is kind of what my... It's not really what should have been. It's just it was weird that all of Grady's friends other than Sam had their eye on Gray. (laughs) That's just like, you know. Yeah, I agree. My what should have been... So I've kind of got two. This movie is, like we've talked about, somewhat similar to P.S. I Love You. I would have liked some flashbacks to Grady. Oh, yeah. Let me see the guy. I know. And I think it was obviously a creative choice not to show Grady. I think they went into it thinking we're not actually going to show him. But having, like, we've reviewed P.S. I Love You and this, and I think P.S. I Love You having those flashbacks made it a stronger movie. Keep in mind, they had Gerard Butler playing that role, so, like, massive star. But still, seeing, like... you. Seeing both ways of doing things, I would have preferred flashbacks. I actually disagree with you. Wow. Yes, I disagree with you because I think if we would have had flashbacks, we wouldn't have believed the chemistry between Gray and Fritz. Oh, interesting. We wouldn't have accepted it the way that we did. Wow. We would have been we would have had this this um this hinge on, you know, the the relationship that Gray and Grady had. And we, we, yeah, we would have accepted all of his flaws and all of the things that he, you know, had hidden from Gray because of their relationship and their love and their chemistry. And we wouldn't have accepted Gray and Fritz. Like, I, I think it was a good creative decision. Interesting. Mm-hmm. My other what should have been is that watching this movie with Tim, Timothy Oliphant, he's mm-hmm. an extremely talented love him. actor. He is... He's kind of classically good looking. He is good looking. And it annoys me that he hasn't done more I know. romantic comedies. Like literally as soon as this was over, he did Live Free or Die Hard. And then he did <laughs> Hitman as Agent 47. Okay. And he's done a lot of these like, Action-y. you know, a perfect getaway, like was a thriller movie. I, like I think about Josh Duhamel, Duhamel, yeah. whatever yeah. in... um. In life as we know it, mm-hmm. I think Timothy would have been a stronger acting choice than yeah. than Josh. No offense to Josh, but like I just think Timothy is such a charming actor, and he tries so little, which is honestly a little bit annoying. Probably yeah. <laughs> like you're you're just like annoyingly good at this, <laughs> and you're not even trying. Yeah, like you know his his character was so like easy, and overall rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 4, Storyline 2.75, Thirst Factor 3.5, Imagination 2.5, Soundtrack 2, Cheese 2.5 for an overall score of 2.8 out of 5. Only a 2.8? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. But oh my like, God, that's, that feels That's low. over half. I've got a chemistry of 4.2. I okay. the chemistry is fantastic. Yeah, I did 4. Storyline 3.7, Thirst Factor 3.3, Mostly Timothy. Imagination 4, soundtrack 3.8. I thought like there's no song that I can point to, but the general feeling of the movie, Mm -hmm. I thought the soundtrack fit that comforting vibe. Okay. 
and a cheese of three for an overall score of 3.66 wow. out of five. Okay. Maybe I missed the mark. I think you did miss the mark. Okay. Because, like, very enjoyable movie. Not quite on a pedestal, but, like, very strong, I think. Yeah. It was a good watch, for sure. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Catch and Release. If there's anything you heard us talking about that you... You're like, ah, I totally disagree with that, or I totally agree with that, or something that you want to add to at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, or file us an email, romcomrewind.gmail.com. Thanks for listening.